Boats, let's go! Focus and finish! Boats loaded, man. Let's roll. Ron, I took my headsets off, and I don't remember ever being in a louder building in 25 years. Yo, what to be politically correct? I'm the unpolitically correct person. We whooped their We're officially back. Uh, you guys begging us on Twitter, where's the dogcast? You know, we took a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back. We said we would be back around football season, a little delayed. But, you know, life happens. Spec, if, if you want to, you know, explain. Yeah, I'm, I won't go into too much detail mm-hmm. at this point. Yes. Uh, maybe in the future I will divul- divulge more information. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been. I've had some some personal things that I've had that to deal happens. with, mm-hmm. and I, I I apologize that there was no uh, dot cast um, in that time. But uh, for the foreseeable future, we're back at we're it, back on, and we're gonna do it. And uh, I'm still gonna be dealing with some some shit, but uh, I can do a podcast and deal with my shit at the same time. There you now. go. So it's let, great. So we'll do it. It's great. Uh, I I think we were both we both. We still texted and, and talked about sports, uh, but the overwhelming sentiment on Twitter was, "Where are you guys?" Like, the people needed us. Yeah, and it was a. It was a and maybe we needed the people. That's true. But they still needed us more than it, we need them. In the past, the last couple of weeks, I've felt I've like felt wanted by yes. the podcast listeners, and I didn't, I didn't expect it. And it was it was a little pick me up that I needed. Yes, it was. It's it's been really cool. Like after every single Chiefs game or every single Monday, it's at least a handful of people being like, "Where's my podcast?" Please keep tweeting us that. Yes, we need the ego boost. Uh, anyway, oh, I need a life boost. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're. <laughs> Wait, speaking of life boosts, uh, every Sunday has just been an amazing three hours of pure football joy. He has completely picked up where he left off, unlike the Dogcast, <laughs> which may need a few episodes to get back on track. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes nonchalantly is already at 1,200 yards in three games and 10 touchdowns which is actually less than what he had last year. But he has, uh, his completion percentage is up to over 70%, which in the NFL is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And he is on pace for 6,400 yards, which would be some sort of record. It would be good. It wouldn't be like breaking a record. It was like, so what I would compare it to is like Chuck Yeager went into like the stratosphere and then they're like, okay, we're going to the moon. And that's like what Patrick Patrick Mahomes is like. Five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns was cool, but now I'm like, we're going to the moon. I'm taking the NFL to the moon. Yes, we're gonna drag it with me. He's so much better than everyone else. I I don't know how to describe no. what I watch every Sunday because every. Well, I hope you can. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna try. Yeah, but you like. 
you finish, it's like 3 p.m. on Sunday, and you're like, ho-hum, another 374 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. And it, he just, just casual. He just looks like better than every single player on the planet. He's, uh, he's good. And <laughs> I mean, like, it just the things that he does, he just makes it look, this is, he, I don't think this is an overreaction at this point or an overstatement. He could very well be the greatest of all time, a transformational player like Wayne Gretzky or Michael Jordan or, God, I don't even know who, Ken Griffey Jr. in baseball, just like somebody who completely changes the way a, a, a position looks. Like, it's not, not just like statistically, but just like, uh, Soren Petra was talking about it, uh, last week about how like we've been told like footwork matters for an NFL quarterback. I think it's just like your arm is the only thing that is going to get it done. At, at, like at the end of the day, that's just what it is. And I think it is, you know, you saw it with Peyton Manning and John Elway and Aaron Rodgers. But I think in terms of like an overall athlete, mm-hmm. he's just the total package. He mm-hmm. can run. He can manipulate the ball into angles that you just you just don't see like you and I I feel like we covered all the bases last year but it's still every Sunday it's something else it's something new the throw to Nicole Hardman yesterday just looked like a bomb that thing was a laser it didn't even get like 20 feet off of the ground and it was in the air for like 40 yards just a rope I mean it was, yeah the other thing is the guys are running wide open yeah. I mean Andy Reid like the defenses have no idea what they're doing yeah, Pat Mahomes can manipulate any single person on the football field it's if unreal. he wants to. Andy Reid is scheming up the, the the fastest and best, headed for the best offense in NFL history of all time. How about of all time? And literally of all time, it's like the perfect confluence of coach, quarterback, guys, athletes. Yes, that um, we've ever seen. Yeah, and I. It seems to me like also Patrick Mahomes has never scored less than 26 points in a game. And that was his first game ever as yeah. a rookie against – or no, he scored 26 against the Jags last year. Yeah, that was the okay. lowest. So against one of the best NFL defenses in quite some time. Uh, to me, it's uh, it's just like it doesn't look like it's going to slow down any time soon. The Ravens were pretty da- – the Ravens were – in his face all day, hitting him after he was throwing. And also, we saw something that we hadn't seen from him before. It's like, it's kind of awesome. It's like, it's, it's like, it's, it's a beautiful maturation of a relationship mm-hmm. like, between fan and quarterback, watching him do new things. And you're like, this is so exciting. This is so wonderful. And like, him getting mad at Andy Reid for screwing up the two minute drill yesterday. I didn't see that. Or him getting mad. Uh, at his offensive line for being terrible in the first quarter. Like, he's, like, I think he is comfortable in not just leading by example, but, like, holding guys accountable. Mm -hmm. And that even, you know, goes up to his head coach. And I think that's the best kind of relationship at, you know, that level where the player is also holding the coach accountable because he's so good. Like, he's like, I'm not fucking up. Like, I... I'm playing the game of my fucking life. Like, you have never, you will never, literally never have a quarterback ever like me again. Yeah. Like, listen to what I have to say. What did, what did he do? What did he say to Andy? What, I don't think he said this? anything to Andy. I think he, it wasn't like, 
overt frustration. It was when there was 17 seconds left in the first half. They were kind of closing. Oh, they let it tick down. They let it tick down to 10 seconds, okay. and then he took the sack. So, yeah, I, I just it's it, it's so exciting to see him continue to grow um, as we move closer and closer to, um, you know, what is seeming to be a, a building crescendo towards something incredible. Like, whether that is him breaking the all-time yards, touchdowns, whatever mm-hmm. records in his third in his second full season, like, or whether that's a Super Bowl or even going to the Super Bowl, because I feel like the statistics he is putting up are, it's just, it's just unfair. Like, it's not real. It doesn't seem real. Okay, here's... I'm going to read some of this thing where they, they do like an upon further review and like facts from the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Here's just things that happened all yesterday. Mahomes put up 370 yards and three touchdowns. He joins Tom Brady as the only players in NFL history to pass for 300 yards and three touchdowns in three straight games. That would be enough for one game That's like, so- to do. Also, uh, he had his 13th career 300-yard passing game. He broke a tie with Kurt Warner for the most in his first 20 games. That would also be enough for one game. And then he also has three TD passes and 10 for the season, uh, 14 straight games with two or more touchdown passes, the second longest streak in NFL history. Only Peyton Manning has a longer one at 15. It's just, it's like he is breaking, he's breaking the NFL. Yeah, like this he, is a this is like John Bois used to do breaking Madden, where he <laughs> yeah. tried to. This is Pat Mahomes literally breaking the actual NFL. Yeah, it's just, and again, if we go back to the Michael Hardman throw, and also Demarcus Robinson, holy shit, like out of nowhere, all pro, all pro receiver, yeah, just un, unreal. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing their part, and also they put up thirty three points without their three of their best offensive players yesterday, like and made it look easy, like. Nobody is skipping a beat in this offense. It's great. Uh, the confusion that is constantly shown by defenses, like we saw it all the time last year, but this looks like Andy, Andy's been in the lab, again, yeah. just cooking it up and just like I have a, a, a way to beat literally everybody. Like yeah. I, you are go, I'm going to confuse the hell out of you. You're not going to know who to cover. Like the, the Hardman throw, the Ravens were – like and then Earl Thomas saying that he's going to stop all the big plays. Why would you ever say that? Why would you ever say that again? About, I mean, he got you, made fun of. Mer- he got made fun of by the Chiefs official. Like, <laughs> like they were like another big play. Yeah, you better, you better recognize. Yeah, that's the Chiefs game plan. It, or the if you play the Chiefs and you're the other team, the defensive game plan is you better recognize. <laughs> yes. Like that is that, like this team. We will. We would put it on you in a fucking heartbeat, like more so than last year. It's it's incredible. It, what they had twenty three points in the second quarter yesterday. Yeah, after twenty eight in the the week before. Unreal. I mean, just the Chiefs were down what six nothing after the first quarter, and it was like, like it didn't. Re- it used to be a decent. barely registered. No, it was like it's gonna go. It's gonna get it, like the it got sideways on the Ravens mm. in a hurry. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it was thirty one or thirty or thirteen or whatever, and the Chiefs are just pulling back and right. like it, classic Andy. Just like it's, I'm gonna, it's an I'm Andy gonna chill out. I'm gonna pull the foot off the gas. We're gonna try and hit the run buffet. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna coast to victory. But um, I thought Daryl Williams had a great game yesterday. Yeah, um, 
Darwin Thompson showed a little showed a little thump. He had a he had a bad like two yard loss, and that kind of cut into his yard per, yards per carry. But uh, Shady looks good. Shady looks really good. Move. He's got that wiggle still. He's got some wiggle left. Um, the end, the ankle is worrying me a little bit now. But man, I, I just I just do not know. I mean, the Ravens were. I mean, like one of the best offenses in the league up until yesterday. Mm-hmm. So it's it's crazy to me how I, I I wasn't sure that he was going to be able to improve off of last year. Like just such an incredible, but you knew he just looks more he looks more mature. He looks more polished, which is terrifying. Like last year, he was just like kind of all over the place and just made things happen. Mm-hmm. And he still is a little bit like that, but he just looks like he is in command of his universe like yeah. just can will things to happen there's been less of him like breaking the pocket yeah and just trying to freelance mm-hmm. and it's more of he drops back and he knows exactly what he's going to do mm-hmm. and i mean he's like pulling guys over with his eyes and then all of a sudden the guy i mean he's just throwing darts to travis yeah. over the middle what concerns you about the chiefs huh, injury yeah I, that's literally my biggest fear. The defense looks better. I'm not that worried about the defense because, like you said, they look better. Mm-hmm. And w- before we had to not podcast for a while, uh, we were like, just be average. Just be average. And NBA. they've looked – I mean, they held them to 13 points until they had to like the, – the Ravens went in desperation mode and they threw mm-hmm. a couple of jump balls and they count just the same. But yeah. they were still just throwing balls up. and Yeah. I, they're ta- I know they're they're tackling better. I feel like mm-hmm. it's, it's so sure. simple. I feel that's the point of defense is to hit the guy and make him fall over. Yeah. Bashad uh, Breland looks like he's very serviceable at corner, which I think is what you need right now. You know, what, a couple what? overthrows of Hollywood Brown, which is I want that name to be on my team so bad. Hollywood, I really, yeah. I don't really care if he's good. Just I mean, say he belongs in the Legion of Zoom. Yes, yes. Uh, he uh, he got loose a couple times, but uh, Lamar kind of overthrew him. That Lamar Jackson is maybe the best athlete at quarterback I've since Michael Vick. I mean, just, like just the way he can. He's not the best passer in the world, but like some of the things he did yesterday, like made my jaw drop. He just. Is, you think you got him, and then all of a sudden he one little subtle move, he, and all your guys are falling. He, our guys, our did guys. like that little step back move, like yeah. twice. But Frank Clark was like, "Ah, oh, shit!" Yeah, and then the spin move on the goal line was, and just like waltzed into the end. Like, yeah, really, really impressive. If he learns how to throw the football, which I'm still not entirely sold on, it's a it's, it's important fine. part of quarterbacking, mm-hmm. as we have yes, seen with Patrick Mahomes. Very much so. Uh, yes, but Chiefs, all good things. On to Detroit. Detroit and then Indy. Sunday com- night. Coming to town. Mm-hmm. And then you've got uh, Houston coming to town. So so Sunday night and Monday night back-to-back. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. That'll be cool. Also, the Detroit is 2-0-1, and the Chiefs are seven-point favorites on the road. Just That's the sort of bananas. and that has Vegas just begging you to bet on it. They yeah. just just like teasing the hell out of you. I mean, they were nine point favorites against the Ravens. It's it, they are. I mean, it's it's a 
it's a special team. I mean, we're going to have Patrick Mahomes for the next 15 years, but I don't know if we'll ever see a team like this. No. Because it's just you're watching a historic offense. Like and they haven't just, had Tyreek for their best wide, their yeah. best, the most dynamic, maybe the most dynamic player in the NFL. Maybe or besides, he still Mahomes. has not had that jump off the stat sheet game either, which mm-hmm. is which is silly. Four hundred yards and three touchdowns in every game, but like the six touchdown game is coming. Uh, he makes, 500 yard, the five hundred yard game is coming. He makes three seventy five and three touchdowns make me feel like. It was an okay game. Yeah, and if Alex right. Smith got that, you're like, put him in the Chiefs Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, immediately. build the statue. I yes, build the statue of Alex Smith right now, who uh, is walking now. Yes. Just saw the tweet. That's very exciting. I love Alex Smith. Because Everyone should love Alex him. Smith is the, uh, is the um, role model uncle of Patrick Mahomes. He's the reason we Andy have is Patrick the, Mahomes. Yes, Andy is the daddy, and Alex Smith was the very supportive uncle uh, of Patrick uh, semi-related, mm-hmm. kind of not related. How like do you like following Patrick Mahomes' life on and like yes. his girlfriend and yes. his dogs is so weird. I know more about him than most of my family members. Yeah, immediate like, family members. I could I could jump on Instagram and be like, I know exactly what Patrick was. Patrick Mahomes was doing all day yesterday. He had Jack Sack for dinner. <laughs> he went to the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> It's like sometimes I'm at night. I'm like, "What's Patrick been up to today?" And then I go through like Britney's Instagram, where I just Britney's hundred slide Instagram yeah, story, and I just call all of them by their first names. And I'm like, well, "Here's what he was doing. Here's what she was doing. Here's what the dogs yeah. were doing." And I'm like, "The first I'm, family of Kansas City." Yeah, I might know too much information about these people. It's a lot, but I'm never right. gonna stop. Like if I saw them on the street, I'd be like, "Oh, hey guys, how's it going?" <laughs> I saw you were you know yesterday yeah. with your dogs. Yeah. Out. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're three weeks in, and. Uh, I'm very aroused. It's, it's just it's, waiting, it's, waiting for Monday to Friday. You're just waiting to get to Friday because you know as soon as Friday hits, it's almost it's Sunday. It's Mahomes time, and that's that's great. It's it's been awesome. Uh, I kind of thought it was going to be this good, but it's awesome. It somehow like, surpassed expectations. Yes, so far. it's he's he's just tremendous. Like any worry about him. You know, kind of receding or you know regressing. I don't think we like the key now. We is haven't just even seen him healthy, and also he's been on a bum ankle for, for the yeah. last two weeks. So I, I mean, it's possible we haven't seen the peak. Yeah, of Patrick Mahomes. I'm, I'm telling you, the I I feel like the outburst is coming. Like the like guys have thrown for 375 and three touchdowns before, but like. I feel like it is going like the stupid playing Madden on easy seven touchdown, five hundred yard game is is coming. Oh, it's going to happen. It will. Happen. Yeah, I mean, it could happen this week. With Darius Slay might be out for the mm-hmm. their top corner and Mike Daniels, their defensive lineman. Yeah. I he, but he could also just pop off at any moment. Right. It's who knows. I the maybe against Deshaun Watson uh, when the we'll lights are shining. Yep. So I'm thrilled to see where we're going. I mean, it's it's full steam ahead. The AFC West is basically one at this point. Okay, well, I said basically, not yeah. entirely. <laughs> uh, Caveat: It was uh, today. I was thinking about they need to win this game against Detroit because of the common opponents, which yes. is one of like the third or fourth tiebreaker in the mm, division. No. 
So I'm already thinking the, about here's here's what's gonna happen. The Chargers are gonna make that mid season run and they're gonna be eight and six and the Chiefs won't have put them away yet and people are gonna be you know, if the Chargers win their last two games and the Chiefs lose their last two games, they could tie and the Chiefs would win the tiebreakers. <laughs> but here come the Chargers. So I we'll see. We'll see. Um the AFC West is a total disaster. The Broncos look the Broncos are garbage. lost at sea. Their their Vic Fangio is about as terrible as you thought he was going to be. Imagine hiring a defensive coach and then like Patrick Mahomes. You just watch Patrick Mahomes destroy your division, mm-hmm. and then you're like, I'm going to get a defensive coach and Joe Flacco, and let's do this. The thing I think it's funny. Everyone says, "How do you stop Patrick Mahomes?" I you have to try and match him, and I think that's how the Ravens were like going for two yesterday. Every point. And you know we kind of joke about chasing points or whatever. I they played know. like like they were down from the beginning. Yes, kind of. they like going for down it. on their own thirty five. Like it, it's it's pretty crazy. And I think John Harbaugh. I've said he's overrated in the past. He's won a Super Bowl, but I think he's one of the better coaches in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that NFL is one of the most head coach in the NFL is understaffed. In the NFL, I think they yeah. hire a lot of unqualified guys because they say the right things in their job interviews and they say the old school football sayings. Um, but the Sean McVeighs and the Andy Reeds uh, and you know Sean Paytons of the world are few and far between. So, oh, speaking and of Bill head, speaking of head coaches, I want to touch on this for a moment mm-hmm. because we I said all off season uh, people were crowning the ass the ba- the Browns. Mm-hmm. And we're like, I, I don't know, guys. Freddie Kitchens, we don't. He's unknown. Looked like, I mean, he looked like he has no idea what he's doing no. half the time. He called a fourth and nine draw play. They're uh, again, and then they've got it's the a drum- very understaffed. It's it's understaffed, in the, and maybe there maybe there are just five good football coaches in the world. It's possible, I guess. But I mean, you sh- they got to stop giving like jobs to guys, the same people over and over. I 100% agree. But, I mean, go ahead and keep doing that as long as Pat's around. I don't care. Sure. Just do whatever. Anyway. Uh, That'll do it for the Chiefs. Ned Yost being put out to pasture by himself. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) He's retired. He's literally just going to go out to the pasture. (laughs) Exactly. In a tractor. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about this on on, on my drive home from work. He's maybe the most polarizing figure ever in Kansas City sports Mm -hmm. like in the matter of 30 innings went from the most hated man in Royals history to one of the most beloved there's never been a bigger turnaround in sports history literally the wild card game everyone myself included is like Ned and Dayton are like toast goodbye yeah you're 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 totally done and then a miracle comeback and then a sweep of the angels and it was literally the course of 30 innings by the time the ALCS, the uh, Yost versus Showalter thing rolled around, we were all like, Ned Yost is so much smarter than Buck Showalter. <laughs> In you, the matter of a half, half of a week. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, you guys are the dumbest people of yeah. all time. We love this guy. I think my favorite part about 2014 was how fast it happened. Like it was a whirlwind of it, like because like, we had no idea like we didn't know no how quickly our lives. Yeah, I was like you know we're just happy maybe win one against the Angels and maybe put a scare into them. Well, I, I've loved the ride great ride you know we'll get them next year 
and then to win eight straight games and go to the World Series. One like one of, if not my favorite sports memory of all time until Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just like such an odd... It's such an odd story. Like, started when the Royals were just getting good. And, like, the young guys... And they, like, lost 90 games the first two years. Mm-hmm. And then they were good all of a sudden. Out of nowhere, they go to the World Series. And they win the World Series, and now they're terrible again. It's a weird legacy. I mean, it's based, yeah. it's built on two years. Two of ten? Ned Yost definitely peaked too early. Yes. <laughs> definitely peaked yes. too early. Uh, no, but I, I think he's, you know, he... He could have stuck around, or he could have left after 2016 or even 2017 and just been like, I had, you know, I had my fun, you know, I did my job, but he stuck around. And I think it's going to be a definite, it's a new era of Royals baseball. Mike Matheny is the name. We're not going to talk about that right now. I don't want to talk, this is a Ned, this is the Ned Love Fest at, at this point. And I, like, he was such a... Ned Yost in 2015, just like we are so good at baseball, like how how dare you question anything yes. that comes out of my mouth or any decision that is made by myself or my players. No one enjoyed being good more than Ned Yost. Oh, just he, he just got to like shit on everyone he wanted. One of my favorite Royals Twitter running jokes, like when they were terrible, was like, just remember if and when the Royals are ever good. You just get to be an asshole to everyone. Yeah. Like the Cardinals, the Cardinal fan method. It's just like, we're good. I don't care. I don't care about any of you other people. Right. And Ned embodied that. And I, there, the attitude of the 2015 Royals was so awesome where everyone was like, oh, they're a flash in the pan. They got lucky last year. Mm-hmm. And you had Ned, you know, at the top and all the players just swagger off the charts on that team. Like to me, that year alone, like, Warrants Ned's number getting retired, him getting a statue, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like back to back World Series, of course. Like of, absolutely, of course. He's got one of the best resume. He has the best resume in Royals history of any manager, yeah. all time leader in wins, back to back World Series, World Series champion. His 2015 was like just a fuck you parade. Yep, just like going. Just with his arms outstretched, like middle fingers to everyone, just yep. like look what we're doing now. Yeah, you, you dumbasses! Like how I'm the smartest you, person. How here. dare you doubt me? Have you read uh, McCullough's? I need to. I oh was my go- god! I was going to try and read it before we before we read it before we recorded tonight. I will read it in its entirety after episode eighty five of the podcast. Ned Yost might be the funniest person. He's great. Like, well, he's best friends with Jeff Fox. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> like he comes off as an asshole all the time, but. Like, legit might be the funniest person. Solarius. The moon... La- I said uh, the moon landing lecture to Cody Tapp yeah. is one of my top five Ned Yost moments. He, like, hilarious. He, he knew... He rattled off, like, an encyclopedia <laughs> of, like, everything. It was, like, the 920 alarm or something like that. Yeah. And, like, like, like he worked for NASA. I think we'd be shocked to find out how smart Ned Yost is. I feel like you have to be pretty damn smart to... Win a World Series. To win a World Series. To beat Buck Showalter. Yeah. The <laughs> genius and the, the chess master and the dunce, I believe, it was the New York Times article. Yeah. Maybe Wall Street Journal. Who knows? He, uh, there was one point, I'm just going to mention this, but he, there was one point where he was walking behind uh, Andy and asked him, Andy, where is your ass? 
Like, he's he's the man. Like, I'm so happy that the Royals came back and won the wild card because, like, up until that point, we thought of Ned as just, like, this crotchety old fart. We literally thought of him as a dunce. Yeah, and I'm like, this guy is a moron. He has no idea what he's doing. Who knew all he needed was some good baseball players to let his personality shine? <laughs> Who knew? As most managers do. Yeah. Um, and also, like, I think he deserves credit for the HDH, you know, like, never wavered from that. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the formula. He knew, and I think, like, it's pretty rare to have that formula, and he stuck to it like it was... Grandma's like cookie. it was required. No, like it was grandma's cookie recipe. Like yeah. <laughs> it was, he was not going to stray from that. He knew you had a lead in the sixth inning. You go Hochaver. You go. Oh, I'm just my nipples right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go watch. You go. Tonight. You go Hochaver. You go Herrera. You go Davis. You go Holland. You get a win. And you get a win. You go the hell home. Yeah, and you go home. Like, you go. that was that was just my routine. I was like, we're great. Like, we're fine. And if we're down, guess what? We're going to fucking string together eight singles. <laughs> and, you know. Four bunts. Four bunts and, you know. We'll score one th- run. Maybe a throwing error from the other team <laughs> because they're so scared of us. Like, running the bases. Uh, that's, I think, the best way to describe the peak of the Ned Yost era is the Andy tweet where it's like, the point of the Royals point of the 2015 Royals is that baseball is a very hard game, and if you make the other team play it, they're going to screw up. Yeah. Like, that is... That's that the, that is the best tweet the of best all time. best tweet of all time about the 2014 and 2015 Royals. And Andy, that whole, like, two years was just, like, perfect. You had Andy writing, just writing out of his, like, off of his rocker. Like just his dick. <laughs> he like every single article that Andy wrote, Andy McCullough wrote was must read. Sam Mellinger, same with Sam. Everything that came out of Ned Yost's mouth was great. Everything you know, every single game was must watch. Like remember when the Royals got chicken pox in 2015? Like that three was, guys. Yes. Who was Herrera? Herrera, maybe Rios. Yeah. Was, it was only like two or three, but there was like a... They literally could not be stopped. There was a July panic of, <laughs> of the chicken pox. There was a chicken pox outbreak soon to be... What is it? Measles, it turns into measles if adult onset chicken pox is, is <laughs> that what measles. They I don't know, but you can get it apparently. Surely those aren't related, right? Measles and chicken pox? I don't believe so. I don't... Shingles? Shingles? I, I think it, I think it might be shingles. Oh, well. The Royals had it. We're not a medical I think the podcast. Royal, I think I'd like to try me some of those magic chicken pox again. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Ned, um, always uh, going to have a special place in my heart. It's easy to be romantic about it, but I honestly, like, the team has been so terrible, and it was so obviously that they had terrible players the last two or three years yeah. that you just really couldn't put anything on Ned. But I think he was he was a great... Uh, he was a great ambassador for the Royals. He is a no doubt lock of a Hall of Famer in three years. He will have a statue. He will have his number retired. All of it. He'll have a statue when they build that downtown ballpark that yep. John Sherman John is. Sherman, uh, that, I mean, full steam ahead on that. That's why we haven't been here is we were working on a bid yes. to acquire the Royals. <laughs> we fell uh, about a billion dollars short. Roughly. Rough rounding down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll give it another run. Uh, yeah, but I it's it's a new it's 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 definitely going to be a new era of Royals baseball in the next 
two years. Yeah, I it's think gonna be weird. Will, I think you will definitely see plans for a downtown stadium unveiled. Um, and I don't think Kauffman Stadium is. How do you for feel about long. a downtown stadium? Um, I love Kauffman Stadium. Like yeah. I grew, literally grew up in Kauffman Stadium. As everybody in Kansas City grew up in. Yeah. Like you know, my dad worked for the Royals, and uh, some of my earliest memories are at Kauffman Stadium. It's it will be tough to see it go, but I think that is something. A downtown stadium is something that will totally change the scope of what Kansas City looks like for eighty one at least eighty one days a year. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's very exciting. Yeah. And I think um, Kauffman Stadium, I wish they could stay there forever. It's just that stadium has a lot of miles. If you take a close look at that stadium, it has a lot of miles it's on it. It's seen some shit. It has, you know, when you think about, well, they, Arrowhead and Kauffman were built at the same time. Kauffman has had hundreds of more events at yeah. it than Arrowhead. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it's tough, but... Um, I think that is item number one on John mm-hmm. Sherman's to-do list is get the... And that could be in five years. It could be in three years. It yeah. could be in six years. could be in seven years. <laughs> could, could be, be in two. two. Yeah. Name a number. Yeah. It could be in that many years. Between three to seven. But I, I really think that is... Like you saw that kind of come... That news kind of come out. I think it was in maybe like right before Royal season that they had like four sites picked out downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope they put it in a good spot because I, I wasn't wild about a couple of them, but I feel like it could yeah. be a real, um, it could be a real feather in the cap of, of Kansas city and really find and just put downtown growth over the top. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be very cool. How, I, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. I like, I love confidence. I like the idea of a downtown mm-hmm. stadium, but so much of my, uh, m- so many memories. Yeah. And the nostalgia, it's hard to let go of the nostalgia. Right. That's, I think that's like forever, like grew up at the stadium and then like every single summer night in high school, like out there, no matter how shitty the team was, they're just always out there. But also like 2015, like watching Alex Gordon's game one home run with my dad and my brothers, like, yeah unbelievable like or, or like going to the f- game three against the angels and like watching billy butler steal a base in a playoff game like real shit like historical like having a party because you're up 10 to yes like oh, LDS amazing eight to nothing whatever i called uh mike mustak is this home run do you remember that no. oh in the text yeah i don't right i did okay i remember it. no i believe you <laughs> okay. uh anyway but yeah, Royals. Uh, it's 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 new. It's definitely going to be new. Hopefully, no new uniforms. But maybe powder blue road uniforms. They should go full powder blue. Yes, all the time. Never. Yeah, this yes. would be the only uniform. <laughs> yes. Change my mind. That's the uh, that's the rumor is that John Sherman uh, some scuttlebutt. That's the like, rumor is he only wants powder blue uniforms. That's the only thing he, he wants, wants to, to do. Try and bring him back on the road. I think that would be really cool. I would love that. Unconfirmed rumor. Anyway, uh, Mizzou football played like ass and still won handily is, over South Carolina. Is Mizzou good question mark? I think when they play their best, when they're at their best, they're very good. Like the first quarter against Wyoming uh, or the entire game against SEMO yeah. or 
basically the baseline shitty they were against South Carolina and still winning by multiple scores. I feel like that shows a lot of progress under Barry Odom. Yeah, they would have lost that game in other yeah. years. I mean, that was the that's a game that's the Kentucky game from last year. That's the South Carolina game mm-hmm. from last year. They find they sometimes find ways to lose games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Certainly not, did that against Wyoming. Yeah, which we won't talk about. Yeah, that's why we didn't mm-hmm. we didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they in the past they had found a way to lose that game and they ended up blowing them out a yeah. little bit. So to me, that that shows like this is a number one a really good team. The Wyoming loss, the Wyoming loss literally came down to two fumbles inside the five yard line. Yeah. Or two turnovers inside the five-yard line. I'm still uh, blaming part of it on the altitude. The altitude. Yes. Yeah, I'm still doing I that. still do that. I'm that guy. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks like they're going to be 7-1 and one going into Athens for a, a literal SEC's championship game. Um, so, I, I mean, I just – I don't – I'm not seeing any other losses on the schedule up until that point, which – So they're going to lose I, all of them? Yeah, so they may lose two or three of them. Um yeah, but I, it seems to me like this team has matured a lot. Um, it seems to me like that um, also Kale Garrett, one of the most heads-up plays I think I've ever seen. Yeah, just knowing that, jumping on that. Yeah, knowing that that was a fumble. Um, you know, I, I'm just, I feel like there's a big-time maturation progress going on, and uh, I really like this team. Jonathan Nance is... Quite good. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Elliott, also quite good. Very good. Uh, the Nick Bolton. Yeah, he looks really good. He looks very they've been, good. He's they've been talking about him for a year and a half or a year now. Yeah. And he looks like a legit mm-hmm. all-conference player. looks very good. Guys, I, it, should, it looks like it's coming together. Like, the Wyoming loss stinks and the cloud hanging over with the impending NCAA appeal – which that's, that I feel like that will definitely come the week before the Georgia game. Yeah, that the postseason ban is upheld. Um, you know, I, it just it, it it feels like the Wyoming loss was an aberration, and that they're actually a pretty damn good team. I think so too. So they got Troy, mm-hmm. Ole Miss, win. Mm, win, all at home, five game homestand, which is unheard of. No, Vandy on the road. Vandy on the road. At Vandy, Saturday, October 19th. Oh, and then at Kentucky. Okay. I think you're drunk. I th- they're in the midst of a five-game Oh, okay, right now. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, SEMO, South Carolina, Troy, West Virginia. Ole Miss. Yep, West Virginia. So, so yeah, Ole Miss, Vandy, Kentucky are the, the SEC games. Looked great against West Virginia. Yeah, mm-hmm. that team might be very bad, but I guess true. true. But it's a power five opponent. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to complain about it. Right. Uh, so, what else? With, uh, just Oh, Kelly Bryant. Huh. Underwhelming so far. Yeah, me. it's just... Looked really good against uh, West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, the first half on Saturday was god-awful. Mm-hmm. I don't know if... Kind of put it together a little bit after the after the interception. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just, and it looked like it took Dooley a while to realize that it was happening that they they needed to like do something else, yeah, or do something to get him going. Mm. Um, 
But, God, man, it was just a gross, gross first half. Yeah. It wasn't a very enjoyable football game to watch. No, it wasn't. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend I'm not going to watch it again for sure. No. Uh, Georgia-Notre Dame was awesome, though. There's some good football games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, someone was talking today about Georgia as the, uh, like, a 14-year-old boy, like, that <laughs> refuses to, like, go and make the move for his first kiss. <laughs> just, like, they're good... You're you're almost there, right? But all just, you gotta do is just take that. Take just that do chance. it. Yeah, just just go. be good. <laughs> be good. Like you're good. Yeah. You have to decide now that you are that good, right? Which I I guess plays into Mizzou's favor because Georgia does not look unbeatable. No. Then again, Notre Dame is very good. <coughs> um, but I I feel like if Mizzou, we saw Mizzou play not a great game and still beat the pants off of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I think if you play your best game against Georgia, you have a very good chance of winning. Yeah, you're hanging in there. Mm-hmm. The thing is, Georgia just has so many good freaking football players. Like, like I watch so them talented. play, and I'm like, they all these guys look like NFL players. Yes. Like, and I watch Mizzou, and I'm like, these guys just look like good college players. Yeah. So that's that's always going to be tough. That's always going to be the tough part in the SEC. Mizzou just has to flat out be better coached and better disciplined than the other team. And that's how it was in the Big Twelve. Mizzou just had to had to do a better job of playing football. Yeah, <laughs> they just had. To, yeah, that's that, you know what, that's why you guys missed us so much. <laughs> that's why we had to come back. Exactly, you needed exactly. that analysis. Uh, file this under things you hate to see. Kansas just slapped in the face with level one. What are the violations? Uh, allegations. Allegations. Notice of allegations. Notice of allegations, which is ass in the jackpot, serious. Like and uh, they, three they, of them. Lack like, of insti- institutional control. The dreaded lack of institutional control. Lack which, of coach control. Which is that's a bad one. And as someone who has always been a supporter of NCAA sanctions, <laughs> I'm hoping just, <laughs> they have all it's these. It's very. It, we are a country of laws. And those you, laws must be upheld, you especially can't just, against things that I hate. <laughs> you can't just be all willy-nilly yeah. and, uh, recruiting and whatnot. Uh, so these things need to stand, and there I should hate, be no room for... Exactly. No appeal allowed. Yeah. At all. At all. They should vacate everything previous to this. I mean, how, how, how do we know that this hasn't vacate been going on? the whole on? program. Yes. How do Could we know? Could have been going on since they invented basketball. Exactly. James Naismith. It goes. It is a conspiracy of the highest order. James Naismith literally made up the sport. Yeah. He just made it up, and that <laughs> itself. <laughs> he is made a, up the sport. That's that's a great. That's actually. Like, I mean, none of it is real. No. Like he made it up. It's all fake. The Kansas has been playing us all for fools for hundreds of years. Yeah. And we're not even sure that he even invented the game. It's kind of hilarious that they invented the game and have been cheating at it this whole time. They had cheated they, the game they invented. And they still, like, fuck themselves out of March every single year. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've, we really put ourselves in the jackpot by uh, trashing the NCAA. See, here's the funny thing about this is, like, Kansas actually has something to lose with these NCAA. And when it comes down on Mizzou, you're like, well, I mean, we sucked already. Like, yeah. Well, you know, okay. Like, you think you hurt, you think you can hurt us? What are you gonna vacate <laughs> four wins? <laughs> yeah. Good luck. You think you think you can hurt us? But like, believe me, we hate ourselves so much already. <laughs> like, you can. 
But Kansas fans love themselves so much that this is – it may ruin them. That's part we of – may see so – we already are seeing several broken brains over, over this and people bending over backwards to try and defend this. Oh, everybody does it. Yeah. Well, mm. I mean – Not everybody gets caught. And then they're like – Oh, if all they have is a guy who they did who didn't play and one who was got cleared by the NCAA, um, it's like okay, well we're just going to ignore the texts and the money, but that's fine. Ninety percent of the fun in this is the 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 panic yes. from the fans yes, and I cannot wait to to just bathe in it. Yep, I let it wash over me. I have said it before. I will say it again. I will say it a hundred times. You don't. You just don't know. You just don't know when it when when that bell's gonna toll, and when your funds when the fun's over. Like I'm enjoying every Sunday I have with Patrick Mahomes right now because he may up and decide to retire in six years. Why would you do that? To me? I don't know, but he just may. <laughs> just enjoy. True. You just enjoy every moment. Nothing is nothing is granted. Uh, you know, especially you know an underdog program like Kansas, who no one ever believes in when they pick them to win their 18th straight Big 12 championship. Yeah. No one believes in them. And it's a real shame to see uh, a little upstart program, you know, get get pooed on by the NCAA. Maybe the NCAA is using this as a jumping off point to go after a blue blood next. Yes. A true blue blood. A, a real blue blood. Yeah. This is, they're just warming themselves up. Yeah. To really see, you know, Okay. We we took out you know we took out one of the middle tier guys yeah now let's really turn the screws on the big boys we got now that we know we have the book on this we got a Kansas team. was the practice yeah yeah we got a team from Target a practice. from a non power conference mm-hmm. and now we're gonna go after a big boy yeah a really good mid major who you know had had been beaten up on their yeah middling conference I think I think it's really it's it's really exciting to see the NCAA. You know, finally, finally do what they're supposed to do. It's great to see, which is making me it. happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, I think that'll do it for episode eighty-five of the Dogcast. Spec anything but love for the people. No, thank you, everyone. Yes, for, I hope you're still here. Uh, thank you. Yep. And continue to listen. We're gonna bring you dumb shit every week. Yep. We look forward to it. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.